baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's welcome into the program John Hancock. Hey there. I haven't heard from Michael yet, John. <laughs> well, he's on vacation. So oh, that's uh, okay. That's okay. You know, I've been I've been known to perhaps oversleep a time or two on these Sunday morning chats, so yes. I'm not gonna fault him for that. No, we can't do that. And you know, actually, he's in Florida, right? Is he in Florida? He is. Yeah. yeah. So I actually found out this is pretty cool. My wife's phone actually takes pictures of the future. Oh, yeah, because wow. she was showing me a picture of me on the beach with a beer in my hand. Unbelievable. That's going to be next week. And I know you're wow. going on vacation. You're leaving today, right? Yeah, we're going to leave later on today. Oh, so. I'm happy for you. I, I had to look up the definition of vacation because I haven't <laughs> had one in so long. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish Michael were here to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, we know better than that job, but that's OK. All right. Well, let's talk about some stuff here and let's talk about. Ukraine. We haven't really talked about it uh, on Mm -hmm. this program in a little while, but my God, you see what's happening over there. You see what the Russian troops are doing and and just, you know, war crime after war crime. And and I think the, the, the feeling you get is, man, I think we need to get in there and really do something. I mean, we're helping them out in different ways. Other countries are helping out Ukraine. But at some point, is there a red line, do you believe, where the U.S. would have to get more directly involved in fighting the Russians in Ukraine? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. Uh, if you go back and, and look at the history of World War One and World War II, we resisted getting involved in those conflicts. They were happening in Europe that weren't necessarily our business. And at some point in World War One. The United States got in relatively late. We got in in 1917 and uh, fought for a little over a year, almost two years, and uh, really kind of turned the tide in that battle. And, you know, we didn't want to get in. President Wilson finally uh, got us in. And you go to World War II, and, you know, the the horrible Hitler is marching through Europe, and he's taking over countries, and we're kind of looking at it, and there was – not much um, support domestically for U.S. involvement until we were bombed at, at Pearl Harbor. And then, of course, you know, we, we got in and the war ended. And, you know, right now there's not uh, public sentiment for the U.S. to get involved over there. But, uh, you know, you can see that tide turning at some point. And if, if, you, if you allow Putin to do what he's doing in Ukraine, it's not going to stop there. And he has designs much more broadly than Ukraine. I think Moldova ought to be scared, Romania, and then the, and then the Baltic states. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think there could be a, a point, Brian, where the United States is, is going to get drawn into this. But it's not going to happen until the public support in the country is sufficient to justify uh, military involvement. As I watch these atrocities, I kind of wonder if that's not what Putin wants. It's almost like he, he didn't get what he wanted in Ukraine. He's he's being pushed back and, and has to kind of limit now what he wants to get done there. 
And it's almost like he, he's rubbing our faces in it and daring us, just daring us to get involved so that he can ratchet up his, you know, maybe it's nukes or something else. Yeah, I mean, chemical warfare, you know, you saw what happened in Aleppo and, and certainly the Chechnyan massacre, massacres that he that he engaged in. You know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of sentiment that what he's doing with these atrocities is he's trying to somehow break the spirit of the Ukrainians by committing these war crimes. Well, that's clearly not going to happen. They're going to fight for their country. And, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing this being anything other than a very long term military engagement over there. And this is 1940s warfare that we're engaged in right now. Uh, I never thought we'd live to see anything like it, but we're living it now. Yeah, and it's just so, so horrific. All right, let's it talk is. about uh, what's happening in Jefferson City. The Missouri's House has approved the $46 billion state budget, but they did leave a lot of money sitting on the sidelines. And the Democrats say we need to spend that money. We got it from the federal government. We've got it from increased revenues, and we should spend it, especially on teachers' pay and things along those lines. As the budget goes to the Senate, do you believe that we that the Missouri legislature should spend all the money they have and, and should include raises for teachers? Uh, to the first part, no. I don't think they should spend. If you've got it, spend it. I think that's not a, that's not a wise uh, method of living, whether you're a government or a family. So I don't think they should spend all of it. To the second part, on teacher pay, yes, I, I do think uh, that the governor's proposal of raising teacher salaries in the state uh, is worth pursuing. And, you know, t- teachers uh, are, are not the best paid employees out there, yet they're some of the most vital people that exist in our society. So when we have the means to increase starting teacher pay, which increases teacher pay up and down the line. I would like to see teachers compensated based on merit as well. So that if you, if you are a really excellent teacher, you're desired parents want their kids in your classroom and so forth. School districts ought to be able to pay those folks more and, and recruit them like almost like sports free agents. Uh, Because that's how you, that's how you get compensated when you're good at what you do and people pay for it, you know, and I'd like to see that with teachers. I also want to ask you something that is more kind of general political uh, politics related. Mitch McConnell told Axios that despite describing former President Trump's actions before January 6th as disgraceful dereliction of duty and saying he was morally responsible for the events of that day, McConnell says he would support Trump if he's the nominee because he says, hey, if my party nominates him, I will support him. And I don't and I'm not just saying this about Trump and McConnell. I'm saying this about any political person. If if your party nominates somebody that you even describe as, to, you know, a disgraceful dereliction of duty, morally responsible for an insurrection, should you go ahead and support your nominee or should you say he's my party's nominee, but I don't necessarily like him and so I'm not going to support him? Well, you've you've got to have you've got to have ethical priorities in life, and you know being loyal to your party is good. Is it the highest ethical priority you have? No. Uh, you've got to be true to your to your faith. You've got to be true to your principles, and so if your party nominates somebody that doesn't comport with your 
worldview, your point of view and your priorities. And you, I don't think you're obligated to support them and, and you shouldn't. You know, that's one thing I've said for a long time is that the parties in America are much like like the old Communist Party in the Soviet Union and in China, where a lot of the politicians, the party is far more important to them than the country. And to me, that's not how it's supposed to work. No, and, and it's not. And, you know, we've had a, a whole history of, of political leaders in this country that, you know, look, I'm a loyal Republican, but would I support any old Republican that gets nominated if they're if they're otherwise repugnant? No. And uh, and I and I think political leaders down through the ages have kind of taken that same position. But I, I understand that for some people, the party is, you know, paramount that it, it shouldn't be. And it's not for me. All right, John Hancock, thank you so much this morning. Great chatting with you, and we'll we'll tell Michael he missed a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll wake him up here in a minute. <laughs> in a few minutes. All right, thanks, John. Have a great day. You bet. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.